and welcome to the Hypothetic RL Podcast. My name's David and it's time to have fun with Rugby League history. Each week on the podcast, we take an event from the timeline of Rugby League history, we make a change to the event, we have a look at the history leading up to the event to try and determine what may have occurred in the future should that change have occurred to the event that we're talking about. If that makes sense, then that's great. I think that makes sense. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and if you need to contact me, it would be, or if you need to, if you'd like to contact me, uh, I'm available on hypotheticrl.gmail.com and at hypotheticrl on Twitter. This week's episode, we're heading back to the 80s, so it's back to the future time. I apologise, I really do apologise for the bad Doc Emmett Brown impersonation. It was only really because of the words that came out and I couldn't help myself, uh, and I didn't edit it out, so... Too bad if you didn't like it. So with that little bit of intro out of the way, it's time to find out what we're doing for this episode. The event for this episode occurred on the 18th of August 1989. It was a regular season game, the second last game of the season between the Gold Coast Tweed Heads Giants and the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. The result of the game, in reality, was a win by Gold Coast, 8 points to 4. And what we're going to do is we're going to say that the Cronulla score in the last minute, last few minutes, uh, to make that score 10-8, and they win that game. There is a reason why I'm picking a very unremarkable regular season game. It's going to have a huge effect on the 18, on the 1895, <laughs> on the 1989 season. So, with that out of the way, it's time to go back and rewind. The Gold Coast Tweed Giants were admitted into the New South Wales Rugby League competition in the 1988 season, and 1989 is obviously their second season in existence. The Cronulla Sharks were admitted in 1967, and up until this point in 1989, had not won a premiership. We have given them one on the Hypothetic RL previously. Uh, go back and listen to Don't Bash the Bishop, uh, where they we give them 1973's grand final. Uh, but this one is, at this point, we're keeping the regular history up to now, and Gold Coast and Cronulla both haven't won a premiership. This season, Gold Coast don't do that well. Uh, it's not really about Gold Coast this, where... We're more looking at the Cronulla point of view, but yeah, Gold Coast towards the bottom of the table, not having a, a fantastic season. They basically finish down near the base of the table. Our main goal for this one is to have a look at how one game, one regular season game can make a, a huge effect on a final system and a final series. And so we're having a look at this particular game in reference to the 1989 season because Cronulla's victory in this game would make a, like I said, sizable change. So that brings us up to where we need to be. And so let's see what effect the victory by Cronulla, 10 points to 8, in the second last game of the season will have on the 1989 season. <laughs> to fully appreciate the change that would have occurred First, we're going to have a look at the Premiership table as it stands for the 1989 season at the conclusion of the 22 rounds. On the top is South Sydney with 37 points. They are the five points clear of Penrith, who finished on 32 points. 
Balmain on 29, Canberra on 28 on four and against. They finish fourth. Uh, Brisbane finish in fifth on four and against with a plus 108, also on 28 points. And Cronulla in sixth with a plus 87, also on 28 points. So we have three teams finishing on 28 points. The way that the system worked is that the team with the best for and against, if they had a three-way tie, would take the fourth spot, and the teams that finished fifth and sixth would play off in a, a playoff game, basically, uh, to decide, and it was a midweek playoff. What occurs in reality is that Brisbane come up against Cronulla and they play at Parramatta Stadium at a neutral venue. Cronulla absolutely blitzes Brisbane, wins 38-14, to 14, but as, as we said, they have to play on the 29th of August and then back up a few days later on the 2nd of September. So they have to play two games in four days, whereas Canberra don't have to play those two games in four days. The next weekend, Canberra defeats Cronulla and knock them out. Uh, the final system goes forward and we end up with a grand final of Balmain versus Canberra, which is the famous 1989 grand final where it goes to extra time. Canberra wins in extra time. Uh, a lot of Balmain fans are not going to enjoy talking about 1989 in that way, but we're going to make a fairly significant change to this that's going to maybe piss them off even further. So what we're going to have a look at is the fact that if Cronulla wins that game, which is two weeks from the end of the finals, Cronulla ends up on 30 premiership points, and that leapfrogs them all the way from sixth position all the way up to third. Uh, it pushes Balmain to fourth, it pushes Canberra and Brisbane into a fifth-place tiebreaker. And in that way, Brisbane would have to play Canberra in at Parramatta Stadium in that game. And what we're going to say is that Canberra playing Brisbane is that Canberra will defeat Brisbane and knock Brisbane out. So Brisbane still don't get to be in a final se series. There's no finals for them. And then the next, next few days... We have the fourth place team, Balmain, coming up against Canberra. This time Canberra is the one that has the three, four day turnaround, which means that they are unprepared to come up against Balmain. Because that grand final is so close, it goes to extra time. The extra amount of rest that Balmain has and the fact that Canberra are backing up, we're going to say that Balmain defeats Canberra and knocks them out of this season. So our eventual premiers are gone already. And in the other game, we have Cronulla against Penrith. Due to the fact that Cronulla's first game in this finals, unofficial first game in the finals, is when they come against Brisbane at Paramount Stadium and absolutely thump them, uh, Cronulla is going to put in that same performance against Penrith rather than having to do it midweek. And it's widely seen as one of Cronulla's best games in quite a long time. There's uh, quite a lot of players who have their probably their game of their career and Cronulla will defeat Penrith. So what will happen then is the next week at the finals, we will have the minor premier South Sydney coming up against Cronulla, and then we will have Balmain, who have just won the minor semi-final, fourth versus fifth, against Penrith, who have been defeated by Cronulla in the major semi-final. And in these two games, we're going to have a look at the fact that Penrith finished higher on the table and that Penrith will defeat Balmain and knock Balmain out. So both our grand finalists are gone. And in the game with between Cronulla and South, we're going to say that Cronulla defeats South Sydney and put them into the preliminary final against Penrith. What's important to remember about the 1988-1989 seasons is that on both occasions, the minor premiers 
are eliminated in like basically they lose their that first game, they lose the game where they come up against the major semi final winner, and then they lose the Premier League final. So Cronulla had it happen to them in nineteen eighty eight. Cronulla will exact a bit of def- revenge and they will make sure that South Sydney as the minor premiers don't get straight to the grand final. So the grand final is going to be Cronulla against the winner of South versus Penrith. And in that way, we're going to say that South Sydney repeat their form from the real world, and they lose again. This time, instead of losing to Balmain, they're going to... Oh sorry, losing to Canberra, they did. They're going to lose to Penrith. So we're going to end up with a grand final of Cronulla versus Penrith. So it'll be an exciting time out in Sydney's West in 1989 and in the Shire there. It, the two teams that entered the Premiership at the same time in 1967 will meet in a grand final in 1989. And now we interrupt this podcast for a message from our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Centrelink. Centrelink, providing payments to Panthers and Sharks fans for over 50 years. Alright, so it's grand final day, 1989, and we have Cronulla versus Penrith. What I thought I might do is have a quick look at what I can work out to be a team list between these two. Obviously, they didn't meet in the finals. They didn't make the grand final, but we're just going to have a look at who might have lined up for both teams. So for the team that got to the grand final first, Cronulla, we've got fullback Jonathan Docking. I've got the wings of Alan Wilson and John Davidson. We've got E.T., Andrew Ingerhaz in the centres, Mark McGaw is his other centre partner, the 5'8's Michael Speechley, the halfback Paul Bishop. I believe that's Tommy Bishop's son, Paul Bishop, but I might be wrong there. Uh, we've got a front row of Guy Pickin and Dan Lee, Danny Lee. Uh, the hooker is Michael Porter. The In the back row, we've got Gavin Miller, the perennial uh, son of Cronulla, I suppose you'd call him. And we've got Dan Staines, so... Obviously, Michael from Rugby League Digest is going to be excited to hear some Dan Staines action. Uh, and in the lock position, we've got David Hatch. Uh, there's not not a howlingly great side. I think the main strength of that side is going to be in the outside backs and obviously in the back row. So looking at Gavin Miller and Eddinghausen and McGaw. Uh, Jonathan Docking had a very good season. And obviously, he's going to be another one, another focal point of their attack. So if we switch over to the Penrith Panthers, fullback we're looking at Neil Baker. Uh, we've got Chris Mortimer in the centres, Brad Izzard on a wing, Graham Bailey in the centres, Andrew Simons on the other wing. Uh, the halves partnership is where Penrith has the, the edge here. Looking at Brad Fittler and Greg Alexander. The front rowers, Bray Walker and Matt Goodwin. The uh, sorry, the hooker, Roy Simmons. So a little bit of help there. You've got... Mark Carroll, Mark Geyer in the second row. Colin Vandervoot, he <laughs> always loved his name. Colin Vandervoot in the, in the lock position. Uh, so they've both got their, their strengths and their weaknesses, I suppose you'd say. So we're having a look at Cronulla. I think where this game's going to be one of Cronulla win it is going to be through the flashy outside backs, getting the ball at Eddinghausen and McGaw, and possibly in a little bit of toughness in the middle there with uh, Staines and Miller where we're going to look for the uh, the victory for Penrith is probably in the halves. So you've got Fittler and Alexander, very young Brad Fittler, but still quite a lot of uh, skill there. You've got Roy Simmons, very tough fella. And obviously in that back row, you've got Mark Guy there as well. So what we're going to have to do is try and figure out who we're going to make a winner here because we don't have a winner in real life. We don't 
we don't know who would have won this. But uh, just having a look at who's who we've got in both these sides, I'm just... Sorry, Canole fans, I'm just edging on Penrith here. I think that having a, a Brad Fittler and Greg Alexander-Harves partnership and having a little bit more... I think they might have a bit more up front than, than what Cronulla do. Uh, and the rest of those backs, you know, like it, the, the Penrith backs is probably what, le- probably what holds them back there a little bit. Backs hold them back. But that's probably what does hold them back a little bit. But what we're going to say is... We're going to say that Cronulla come very close, but... Penrith are ultimately successful in winning the 1989 Grand Final and they become the Premiers. So that's their first final series. So that's a, it's a pretty big achievement too that they win in their first final series but they don't make final series for so long because they're from 1967. So Cronulla to this point had been more successful. They had been a modern Premier the year before. They had also got to two Grand Finals. Penrith had only ever got to a playoff before but I think which happened the year before this, but this is this is probably a good enough team to win. Obviously, 1990, the year afterwards, they make the grand final and lose to Canberra. Uh, we're not going to change that result. We're going to say Penrith win 1989. Then we're going to say 1990, Canberra come back and they win. So the disappointment of 89, of not making it all the way to the final, finishing fourth and, and getting knocked out straight away. Uh, they're going to have a bit more hunger and they're still going to win 1990. And then 1991, we've got Penrith returning to play against Canberra again. So it's a, it's the double act again, except this time we're going to say, well, we're going to say the same winner, but this time it's not so much about Penrith hasn't won before. This is going to be Penrith's second premiership in 1991. So we've got 1989 Penrith, 1990 Canberra and 1991 Penrith. That means that Penrith's Premiership tally jumps up by one and Canberra's Premiership tally comes down by one. Uh, it's it would be an interesting thing. I, I, It's very close and you'd almost think that maybe this game might even go to extra time. It'd be pretty interesting if this game went to extra time and, you know, say Paul Bishop or Michael Speechley has a field goal very late in the, in the piece and it hits the crossbar. Um, not to make Belmain fans feel even worse about it, but that's one of the worst things of my childhood when I was watching grand finals. I was on Balmain, I wanted them to win so badly, and that ball, when that, that thud hitting that crossbar was one of the worst things I've ever heard. Um, and, I mean, I, not that I hated Canberra, I just, I think it might have been, I, I was always on the underdog, always wanted the team that wasn't as flashy to win, um, and maybe that's the reason why I'm picking Penrith against Cronulla here, because Cronulla's got the flashy outside backs. And, you know, in all seriousness, they probably do have enough power out wide to, to win this game. But we're just going to say, look, the momentum that Penrith get, they, they do lose the first time around against Cronulla, but they take the, the lessons from that. They've got a very sm- smart halves partnership and I think Greg Alexander there and you know that stabling influence of the hooker of Roy Simmons Penrith are going to win we're going to give it a score they're going to win 18-16 why not there you go so there you go Panthers fans I've given you an extra premiership to celebrate Uh, I've given you an extra grand final Cronulla fans so I hope you both enjoy that I apologise to Balmain and Canberra fans can, I mean, Balmain fans, I keep giving you the 2010 Premiership, so just take it and move on. Uh, Canberra, 
you know what? You guys are so damn successful that what am I going to do? I mean, no one no one wants to see you win more premierships in the 90s than you had to uh, or in even the even the late 80s. But we may just um, we may just make a couple of different things for you later on. So I hope you've enjoyed this podcast for today. If you'd like to contact me, you can on hypotheticrl at gmail.com or on Twitter at hypotheticrl. And until next time, bye.